This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Welcome back to Like It or Not, where we're free to tell the truth and not care who doesn't like it. Joining me now is Egberto Willis. He is the host of the political podcast, Politics Done Right, a progressive program that will take the mystery out of politics. Egberto, thanks so much for joining us. How are you this morning, sir? Man, it's my pleasure to be on your show, Ben, and it's it's great being with you, Rebecca. I mean, I, I watch you guys, and you know, earlier this morning, I got up earlier than normal to listen to what your intro was going to be, and man, you guys are on point. You guys are on oh, point. Thank you. Thank we you so much. I appreciate it. Yeah, I, I was on your program a couple of weeks ago, and I enjoyed myself so much. I'm like, I absolutely had to get you to come on and talk, and I think this is a perfect time. Um, I want to start with Joe Manchin, uh, because you you have a really robust analysis of all this stuff. Uh, Joe Manchin was one of the Democrats, obviously, uh, who voted against the minimum wage increase, um, and he took to the Sunday shows, uh, CNN, State of the Union with Jake Tapper, and he explained why he fought for less federal aid instead of more. Let's take a look at it real quick. Your changes that you pushed for enhanced federal unemployment benefits now expire about a month earlier. And there's a new income cap for writing them off on your taxes. I have to say, you represent one of the lowest income states in the nation. Why were you fighting for less help for citizens during this cruel economic time? Well, Jake, first, let me just say it's always good to be with you, okay? And next of all, uh, all I did was try to make sure that we were targeting where the help was needed. Right now, we're getting $300 to people who are unemployed by no fault of their own. I want that to continue seamlessly. I think that basically, if you look at all the things that we've done in targeting, how we help the families, how we help their children uh, with child tax credits, there was so much more that we were doing. We're giving more help to individuals than ever before. 300 was seamless. It continues on through the end of August if needed. And that's what we tried to do. So one of the things he didn't mention there that he actually said uh, online, as well as in a previous interview, is that he didn't think um, that it should be $400 a week for unemployment because that would de-incentivize workers from going out to find jobs. Egberto, what's, what's your take on Joe Manchin and, and all of this gaslighting? <laughs> Well, there you go. Gaslighting he's doing. Joe Manchin doesn't, uh, is not even consistent with the things that he's saying. Uh, he realized how he sounded on some programs. And then he said that the reason he went ahead with the $300 was uh, sort of a technical thing, right? In other words, uh, since the people are getting $300 now, if they go up to $400, it'll create a few weeks where they don't get their pay, which makes no sense. He said that to Mar Martha Radak uh, on the ABC interview. Yeah. Now, what was distressing is that I didn't hear the appropriate questions because he made a plausible argument. That argument that he said was, uh, you know, but I want to start at $11 because if you see $11, what you'll see is that that actually takes a person out of being in poverty. The problem with that is mm -hmm. let's go under the assumption that minimum wage had gone up with inflation. Uh, what you would have seen then is that the minimum wage should be over $20 right now. So um, right. he wants to start indexing from $11, which is nothing more than wage theft over the last generation. I wrote a piece on this same issue where I said, we, uh, those of us with a progressive bent, 
need to change the argument. The argument shouldn't be, oh, people need to, people deserve this. People, the argument should be, why had we allowed wage theft over the last 20 plus years, over the last yeah. 30 years? Because what happens is when you go ahead and not increase the minimum wage. That owner of the baker store, flour goes up every year, sugar goes mm. up every year, uh, butter goes up every year, the rent goes up every year, and that baker pays it every year. The only pr- and he raises his prices a bit every year. The only thing that stays stagnant is that workers pay, that worker who has no representation. So what that is equivalent to, if you take a look at it, is wage theft, because Mm. he or she is the only one who doesn't have the power to say, wait a minute, it went up for everybody else. What about me? Mm. Mm. Well, yes. And we know Manchin is known for... uh, He's part of the crew that wants to bring everybody down and make sure that their pockets are fat and keep us down and suffering. Um, So next up, Manchin was on Fox News Sunday with Chris Wallace, and there he explained his opposition to removing the filibuster. Let's listen to that. I'd make it harder to get rid of the filibuster. I'm supporting the filibuster. I'm going to continue to support the filibuster. I think it defines who we are as a Senate. I'll make it harder (laughs) to get rid of it, but it should be painful if you want to use it. You just you should make make sure the place works to where, okay, I want to work with you. How can we do this? How do we move forward? My Republican friends are my friends. They're not my enemies. And my Democrats is my colleagues. They're not my enemy either. That's my caucus. Together, we've got to make this place work, and it should be harder to invoke pain. It should be painful for us. Don't make it painful for the other side. Don't make it painful for the... I, I, Egberto, what, what? I'm sorry. Good God. Yeah. Look. Let, <laughs> let, 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 let me say, um, before, before I go into that specifically, it is ironic that what we have is this person, he, he refers to the Republicans all of the times as my friends, and he refers exactly. to Democrats as the Democrat oh. group, or he also mm. says the, he, he, he uses the term uh, my colleagues. He doesn't have that warm feeling with the Democratic (laughs) side. But it's deeper than that, right? Uh, Chuck Todd knocks on this, and Chuck Todd isn't the bastion of liberalism or anything like that. Chuck Todd says, but wait a minute. The filibuster is not in the Constitution. It doesn't have anything to do with what the founding fathers want. Not that I care what the founding fathers wanted, right? After all, that's three-fifths of a person. But but he, he said... Uh, the founded fathers didn't even have that in which mansion was like the founding fathers wanted this to be a deliberative body. Well, it's not a deliberative body. It's a body that can't get anything done. That's not deliberative. Mm. But as far as the filibuster is concerned, um, he's really protecting himself. Uh, he represents neoliberalism like no other. And mm. uh, with his daughter uh, picking up the slack. So that is to be expected. Mm, I, you, you, you're hitting on, on all these points, right? So it is not a deliberative body. It's a, it's a malfunctioning body. It's not getting anything yes. done. And so help me help the people understand then why, why the establishment portion of the democratic party continues to support people like Joe Manchin, when at times when we need a critical vote, he's always there to side with Republicans. 
the establishment, um, you know, uh, th- th- I heard you guys talking about the monarchy earlier, right? Uh, and I love the conversation because I love um, uh, some of what, how Rebecca put it. But but here's the but here's the kicker. Um, we have a certain gravity in this country, and the people that are feared the most are the people who empower people. So the establishment has a decision to make: Do we start off a fission reaction in other words a chain reaction where people really start to feel empowered uh ben i know you know about the powell manifesto where uh progressive when progressive values were really making it big in this country mm, uh, yeah. uh, lewis said oh my god these guys are going to realize that the current economic system really they're getting screwed so we have to make sure and infiltrate everything so that uh you know, the power base will be lost to the masses if we don't do this. So they infiltrated the colleges, the universities, the school, the media, and many others. That's why I love programs right. like yours, because you cut the crap. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, you really cut the crap. The establishment is scared. The establishment of the Democratic Party wants to do more than the establishment of the Republican Party. But they don't want to do too much, because mm-hmm. too much means people would be too empowered. Now, as far as Ben mentioned, yeah. we are stuck. I talk, I think for now we are stuck because mm. uh, he may think that he has power, but right now we just need to use him for whatever we can get. And the, then the progressive base really has to empower itself to really put the people that really need to be there in there. And I think we can. I think mm. we can, but I think we have to play it very smart. Mm. So, so when you say like play it very smart and go, the progressive people have to make sure we empower, are you saying, uh, wh- what's the call to action that you're saying we should do? Should we continue pushing to mobilize voting, uh, uh, educating our, our certain communities about who these local people are, who the people are over their state, who the people are in office, so they know? What would you say that we can move this progressive yeah. movement forward? We can continue it to get those people like Manchin out of those spaces. First of all, I'm going to tell you this. I love what I'm seeing right now. I love what you guys are doing. You all represent the generation that's going to make the change. In other words, watch y'all. When when I see uh, the younger, my younger court out there doing this on their own, when I see my younger court mm-hmm. out there in the streets, when I march with BLM, when I march with uh, uh, ladies who lunch, when I march with all these guys, and and I'm not only talking marching for the sake of marching because. Damn it, we've done a hell of a lot of marching and no action. That's okay? It. What I've seen is people now who are effecting change, people who are really making a difference in what they're doing. So I think that is what's important. So when, when you ask me what's the call for action, the call for action is let's get busy and continue doing what we're doing. Uh, yes, yeah. go TV, educate. And I think the biggest part is educating people to what is actually happening and how things work. You guys are doing a good job. I see a lot of other organizations, a lot of other small things doing the same thing. So I think we are correctly on track. I think we have to keep it up. I think the one piece that we're missing right now is uh, integration of all these disparate pieces that are doing hard work. Yeah. yeah, no, that's 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 huge. That and I think that has to be the next the next stage in this evolution, right? Like um, the disparate pieces in media, which is why, like, when we connected, I'm like, I want us to continuously connect because uh, without us unifying 
at some level. It doesn't mean we all have to, to, to you know, start a company together. But <laughs> if, if we don't have like some camaraderie amongst all of these different platforms, these different media outlets, uh, these different organizations that are doing organizing on the ground, you know, we're fighting up against some pretty powerful forces. Right. Uh, the infiltration that you spoke of. Right. It, it, it's real. And Joe Manchin and Kirsten Cinema are representative of that, uh, along with so many other Democrats who are in these spaces, occupying seats for the purposes of preventing progress. We're fighting up against billionaires who can drop 10 million dollars on one person's podcast on, on Ben Shapiro's podcast. Mm-hmm. So without that unification, I, I just, Alberto, I don't think we're going to make it. What do you could you speak on that a little bit more? Yeah, well, you know, I, I several several years ago I, when I started doing this, I said what I want to do. Uh, one of the things I want to do is work in collaboration all over. And what I mean is not only online. I mean in print. I mean in every fashion together, people of like minds. Because when you take polls as far as what people want, what people want are the things that many of us represent. And the problem is uh, we have forgotten things like one person, one vote, even though with the Electoral College that presents an issue, but in, a, in the aggregate, one person, one vote. And um, what we have to do is detach money from people's vote. There's nothing that says inherently that if I throw a lot of money at something that in, in inherently they're going to vote a certain way or whatever. An educated person will, will take your money and vote their conscience. And I think that is where you come in, where Rebecca come in, where all of us come in. And that is to say, you know, I mean, if you, if you take a look at my website, I have ads from the corporate structure. Some people would say, that's hypocritical. And I say, well, why is that hypocritical? I'm using the funding that, mo- that, mm-hmm. all of, that, that in the aggregate all of us produce to go ahead and do good. What you're doing right. is do good. And what is doing good? Education. I can tell you uh, from the different audiences that, that I have, and I'm sure it is the same for the different audiences that you guys have. People, the letters that you get that say, wow, I didn't realize that. I really feel empowered. Now I am going to do something. Yeah. The problem yeah. is that since our reach in the aggregate is not large, like, you know, you get on ABC. When <laughs> Come on, Ben. When you are on MSNBC, you have millions of people watching you right away. But mm-hmm. when you are on, you know, uh, EgbertoWillies.com or Politics Done Right, you have a few thousand people that are going to see your podcast and these other things. But the way you increase the scale is through what I call geometric progression. Geometric progression mm-hmm. says if one person talks to five and teaches that five persons how to talk to five, if you take a look at how geometric progression works, you can reach the entire country, but everybody has to be on point and everybody has to be educated to how this stuff really works and not feel mm-hmm. defeated. I have one person on my, my uh, show all the time, but the rich people always win. And I'm like, because most of the people feel the way you do. Now let's mm. talk about how do we change that feeling? Mm. Yes. And, and, and you say that, how do we change that feeling? We have to walk in that not only because we, we, we're so used to as a society built for us, we're so used to saying, okay, this is it for us. And we're just never going to be rich. We're not supposed to be rich. Um, This is just our life. Um, And you said something like you've been talking about our show and how you like it. uh, And I appreciate that so much. That's an honor. Thank you so much. You come from a background uh, in a software company, 20 years in a software company, and you decided to flip it on its head and bring it over to 
to, to progressive politics. So what led you to that avenue? Yeah. You know, I'm going to be extremely honest. First of all, um, the my website was making enough for me to be able to make. I mean, it, first of all, it's altruistic, yes, but it, you can't have altruism with a starving belly. So, um, <laughs> the, so I got. I was making enough from the website that I could make the transition. I turned my license over to somebody, the license for the products that I created to another good friend of mine. And then I started the, you know, this voice because I've always been active in at the university of Texas. I was in the South African liberation action committee, the Afro-American culture committee, the Caribbean central American association and all these things. So I've always been active politically. When I went to work for corporate America, you know, I had to tamper that down and blog with a pseudonym. When I formed my own Mm. software company, of course, I had to blog with a student. But when my daughter went off to college, I could really be who I wanted to be. And mm-hmm. many times I would sit down in dark and like, damn, somebody got to do something about that. Somebody has got to say something about that. Or when somebody says something on, on the TV that makes no sense, it's like, why isn't somebody talking about that? Mm-hmm. And I remember mm-hmm. sitting down in the dark once and saying, well, damn it. You're always talking about what somebody has to do. You do it. Mm-hmm. And since mm-hmm. I was a software guy and I understood computers, all that good stuff, I just created my own little one person production company and started doing it. And when it came to doing things like, well, when they say something wrong on TV, who is there to refute it? Well, I started doing that. I hear yeah. Chuck Todd say something that I or something that should be asked. Like I didn't hear the mass mansion about uh, about. Uh, wage theft. So I did a blog with the video that says he should have asked that, you know, and, and put it out there. Got, I don't know, probably 20, 30,000 views on that. So, I mean, it, it is, it is, um, it was, all of us have our core profession when we go to college. And then I, I say the next thing we have is a passion and a reason. And now I'm doing my passion for a reason. Yes. <laughs> Politics done right. Yeah, <laughs> I feel that. Yeah. I felt. I, I, I felt that, man. Uh, yeah. Tell everyone how they can find your work and 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 watch your show and your podcast. Well, thank you for giving me that opportunity. Um, you can go to politicsdoneright.com, politicsdoneright.com to visit us. You can from you can also go to Twitter and subscribe to Egberto Willies. That's on the screen right now, or you can also uh, go to our YouTube channel, which is also Egberto Willies. So um. Uh, and by the way, if you go to egbertowillies.com, you can check out some of our um, our books as well. I, I just recently wrote a book uh, called It's Worth It, How to Talk to Your Right-Wing Friends, Your Right-Wing mm. Relatives, Friends, and Neighbors. And the book, mm. the reason I wrote that book was specifically because um, uh, Rebecca asked earlier, you know, how do we actually change, right? And how yeah. do we get rid of the folks like Manchin and all these guys? We are, we are going to have to bring other people into the fold and whether whether they're progressives or not is is of least importance what's of most importance is how are they going to vote are they going to support the policies that support us all you know, I just absolutely love, um, I, I love your work. And I actually, I've followed your work for some years. Uh, but more, more importantly, just, you know, re- the way you say Rebecca, and it just, I, I've been struggling. I don't want to mess up your name over and over and over again. I feel like this, I feel like the, the, the country do from Mississippi when I say Egberto. And then you just Egberto. like, you're just, you're just rolling those. those I love up. that. Just, I love that, Rebecca. Say it, Rebecca. Yeah. Say, please say it, play, say it for me, Rebecca. Say it. Egberto. 
Egberto. There you go, Egberto. I love you, Rebecca. It, that was it, great. It, <laughs> no, so Rebecca. When I look at the name, that's what I see, you know? <laughs> so, it, but Ben kept saying, nah, how you And I'm like, that's so from Mississippi, I see. from Mississippi, we say Egberto. I'm actually, what yeah. I'm saying, I'm just going to say E. Hey, thanks, E, for coming on. <laughs> we, we'd love to have you back anytime. We really appreciate the work. Man, it's my you. pleasure being, and, and what I want to tell you guys, thank you for what you all do. What you all do is extremely important. And, you know, I'm honored to be on your show. Oh, man, we appreciate you. that. We'll be back with more. It's the, it's the, 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 the Rebecca at the beginning of it. That's, that's, it did it for Rebecca. Me. But putting it in the, like, Egberto is, is. Egberto. <laughs> you see, you're, you, it's like you're adding 55 more R's. How many, how many R's, row. how many R's should it be? How many R's should it be? I don't know. Uh, Egberto. Egberto. It's Egberto. just like Ber. Better. I don't even know why it, it, it's a thing, but when I, like I said, when I saw the name, I knew what you, it sounded like, but I don't <laughs> even realize that I'm rolling my R's when, until you just keep. <laughs> I mean, it, it, listen, listen, like it's E, E, thanks so much for coming. <laughs> we spend a lot of time deconstructing the news, trying to, trying to parse it into a form that everybody can understand. We try to find those little nitpicks where uh, it goes, it flies above the fray, etc. If you really like these videos that we do, I want to ask a big favor. Please go ahead, number one, subscribe to our channel, and number two, please join if you can. Thank you so kindly for watching. Keep watching. Please remember to share. We must populate the entire internet with our progressive message, a message that we know is what most Americans say that they want. So help us please join.